Elizabeth, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good morning, Antonio. So, what's new? We told you guys last week that we were going to go back to college, right? So, that was kind of a neat experience. You guys remember Dr. Elizabeth Miller, who we had like a series with um, last year at the end of the year. And then she also teaches a course for psychology majors and family therapy majors. And a lot of them had just really read about addiction and alcoholism in their textbooks. Had never actually really seen us in the flesh. So we went to get under their little Petri dish and told our stories about what it was like, um, what led us to drinking as kind of a self-medicating tool, uh, what happened to us when it became a problem, and then where we are now as far as our recovery and, and what helped and what worked for us. And the responses that we got were quite interesting, to say the least. Of course, some of them still had some questions, which I think we've said before, one should always have more questions than answers anyway. Right. And some of these will be uh, coming to us and we will tell that, that there is a more, uh, more uh, paper that will come on that to do a follow-up uh, Q&A on this one. But it was a really interesting experience of... Uh, not only being able to tell because we kind of do that every week uh, through this podcast, but also it was on a more direct contact on the other side. Like imagine that you are on therapy and then you you get to uh, talk about all these things. And then today, well, last time that we went there, we had 20 something future people that will I try. I think it was more, like probably more than that. 35 right? or 40. Yeah. It looks like less because they're spread out. Right. Yeah. But it, the, 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 it was very interesting how uh, to see how, um, the one is the theory and then how these future practitioners will uh, do this. And uh, I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to help uh, future therapists or whatever they're called. 100%. To do that. It was and very I, good. Yeah. And we're going to keep doing it, obviously. Apparently oh. there is uh, something else in the works for that. And uh, we are required now to... <laughs> well, a bunch yeah. of... Yeah, yeah. And, um, but... Uh, I think one thing that's really good about you and I is that we both, you know, became addicts and alcohol grabbed a hold of both of us. But our backstories are so different yeah. that just looking, oh, you're an alcoholic, you must have had this horrible experience. And I think I fit for sure because uh, I went first telling my story. Right. And I fit for sure in the difficult childhood, um, you know, relationship issues with family, feeling unsupported. So they kind of had me like checked off as, okay, so alcoholics have a, you know, difficulty in childhood. They have other um, addictive behaviors. Like I started smoking early. I bit my fingernails. I, you know, dabbled in bulimia and, you know, these obsessive like behaviors um, that I used. And so they kind of had it. Okay. That's what that is. And then here comes you with your 
with a different timeline. Yeah, we did. I did a timeline, you know, from from that, and then he's writing on the whiteboard. So yeah, it was just to give an idea of how the a series of events got me for uh, this uh, to these guys. Oh. How did that happen? You know, how did we, or how did I end it also having this, uh, 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 being an alcoholic, when you have all these other things that there was no way that on the book or on the the textbook says that this person should not have become an alcoholic, right? So there were, uh, it it was very, uh, uh, well, I was very glad that I was able to tell, you know, the timeline that you're, Making reference, that's that's particular triggers or particular episodes in my on my life that, that got me into uh, uh, into the the the, the net of, of start drinking, right? And that was uh, a very very uh, uh, helpful for some people. It was helpful for me also to uh, go ahead and rehearse. You know, hey, this is happening. Stop it right here. So now we learn. You know, and it's never. Too late to learn, you know, a coping mechanism that you see it and then uh, share it also with uh, people around you as uh, they they also now require to come to our sometimes uh, podcasts <laughs> if they want to get a uh, good grade, as some people will say, I guess. I I'm think, not sure how they do grades now. <laughs> I don't think that, that we're a grade, but I do yes. think that from some of the stuff that we've read... Um, it was very eye-opening to see an actual alcoholic, yeah. at, which is shocking to me. Yeah. I know that a lot of these um, master's programs, because, you know, they're required to go to group meetings to see, you know, what where, where do some alcoholics go, you know? But I guess a lot of them, you know, had never really heard a story right and isn't it so funny like when we tell these stories and then the people come up and they're like oh my god you are a hero i just want to be like um really i'm just lucky to be alive right i'm just i mean yeah i I don't know does it make you uncomfortable when somebody comes up to you and says you're a hero yeah, because first of all, <laughs> I, I will I hear no first you survive, you know, yeah. you know, that's the, but then the the other thing is you don't have an extraordinary power of of I well I don't know, you know, I, I guess that the Okay, you're thinking superhero. Yeah, I, okay. I guess. Yeah. Well hero is that you took a bullet for somebody or that you throw something to help somebody in distress. Right. Like I, you I, see and like a heroic act. One hundred yeah. chihuahuas drowning and you're able to jump in and swim against the current and save the chihuahuas and not only them. But they're tiny bows, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, like that's, that's a hero. That would probably make the news. The Chihuahuas drowning. No, right. the saving. Oh, the saving of the Chihuahua. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh. Or somebody who, like, yeah, like you said, stops a bullet or whatever. So, I understand a hero. What a hero is is someone who sacrifices something for another person to keep them safe. So I really don't. I I would say yes, it is heroic. To stop drinking. And I know I've mentioned before that you kind of it it what becomes a superpower is the knowledge that we have of being in the situation. 
You yes. know, the, the, what I have now as, as a superpower, if they ask me, hey, what are you super? I think I have a coping me- a collection mm-hmm. of coping mechanisms that can and are ready to be put to the test. And so far, all these tools that I have to cope as... Sober. Yeah, so sobriety is obviously... Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? It that? makes sense. That's not That's not what I feel our superpower is. Well, you know, for me, this, and I tell you what, because before I, I didn't have it, and through other things that may have... Keep, if if I had this copy mechanism that I have now, mm-hmm. some of the things that I discussed that uh, 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 then when I was thirteen or right. or when I was nineteen or whatever, it would not have happened. I, I, right. That doesn't mean that I would not have grabbed a drink or so, but I think that I would be able to stop it sooner. It would not have kept me completely from going to alcohol the way I did. But it would have, I would have been able to do it sooner. Right. But and I think that that's amazing that you've developed these coping skills. But I think what the power is, is that you're able to teach them. That's, sure. that's, sure. what, that's what makes yes. a hero, in sure. my opinion. Perhaps. The only thing yes. that would make us a hero is taking what we learned from the shit show of a life that we were living and then helping others to know that they can, that it is possible to get out of their own shit show. And if you would like to know some things that we did to get sober and not that it's easy, but we're willing, you know, we're here, we're willing to tell you our stories. We're willing to listen to your stories, willing to tell you some roadblocks blocks or whatever that we encounter. That I think would be the thing that creates the hero aspect of an alcoholic. You said you mentioned shit show. Can I change it to goat rodeo? You love that goat rodeo. Yeah. Did you look up what a goat rodeo? They need to find it. It's awesome. The description is fine. Okay, everyone, look up goat rodeo. Yes, and we'll we'll do a podcast about goat rodeo. No. Why? I thought it was a horrible thing. Well. Now is uh, one of those phrases that is funny, not funny anymore. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like more on your side. This goat rodeo extravaganza <laughs> season, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, goats are depicted as Satan, like very frequently. I had a dream of a goat when I was a child, like outside of my window, tapping with its little hoof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm glad that I didn't have a dream of a whole rodeo. Okay, well, let's just read back to that, and then we'll get to that later. All right, so I say shit show. Okay. You say goat rodeo. But actually, the kind of would be a combination, because goats (laughs) poop a lot. (laughs) Fine with me. Goats poop while they run. They don't even stop. Wow, that's an extraordinary skill. (laughs) You don't waste no time, right? There's some animals that have to stop to poop. And then there's some who can run and poop. And wow, a sloth only comes down from a tree once a week, makes one poop, and then goes back up. Very efficient. I mean, I feel like that's why everyone could have them as a pet, right? You don't need to go out and walk yours. 
No, I mean, it's just once a week. Okay, right. come on, sloppy. Yeah, we're going to walk, right? You don't even have to walk. I think they just come down and and they're so just slow. Right. And sloths have become quite popular yeah, in the last century. Yeah. Uh, which is only, what, 24 years in? <laughs> we're not even a quarter. Well, they're going to take their sweet time. You know, let them be. I will. I yeah. will. So I think that one of the questions that we got um, was, and I know we talked about this on a previous podcast, but I can't remember which one. I, I believe it was in season one when I still hadn't grasped the concept of not interrupting my partner over here. Um, but it was about you and your smoking. Yes, that's that, that question. That Why was easy for me to quit smoking. Right. If you have this addictive personality and I myself personally, I switched, you know, from nail biting to overeating to being bulimic to smoking, you know, all these different addictive personalities. And here you are a big old smoker. And then you just quit over like a weekend. It, it was, I, I tried to quit twice uh, first time, it, it, I quit for a, for a few months, but then the last one, it was just really cold turkey, as they said. Mm-hmm. I don't know the term. It's cold cool turkey, I mean. fine. Yeah. So that that way, I, I had all these symptoms of quitting uh, smoking, of uh, being nervous, the sweats, the mood thing, everybody, it, it went away. And yes, I questioned myself recently why did I it was relatively easier for me to quit smoking and then alcohol was my new normal or standard and the the thing that I just can't find the reason why at at a, you know a very simple it was the smell I just one day I smell a place that I was that I just left and came back and I just finished smoking and I and uh, you smelled yourself and I smell it and I said man that is disgusting and then as I was moving around the smell keep following me and then I, I was I was wearing a suit so I removed my tie I removed my uh, my coat and it started to to go away then I went out and washed my hands and then my face brush my teeth and finally I said man this this needs to go away and then there was a weekend that uh, that I stopped smoking. But yes, before I use all these uh, prescription drugs, you know, somebody gave me a, a, a prescription for that. The side effects were all weird, but uh, it, it was hard. So and I quit temporarily with that, but then I went back. But then uh, a few months later after that, it was uh, definitely no more. And it's been, gosh, I don't even remember. It's been, 10, 15 years, I don't know, that last time. And, and honestly, I cannot even uh, stand uh, being a, an area that uh, people smoke or has been smoked on, <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, you definitely have a nose for that. Yeah, it's, it's just... And now I have developed the same thing for uh, for for alcohol. Even before it was not bothering me, but lately, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I, I cannot stand it. There was, uh, we were talking about that with another group of friends last week about the place that even 
the stickiness of the floor of a previously uh, drink area or people used by people that I know place yeah, used yeah. by by people that have been drinking and it was I'm not, I'm not talking about the bathrooms I'm talking about that somebody spill a drink or a beer or something this the 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 consistency yeah. of the floor area, it was, I, I can't take it in. It's just, uh, uh, it's a deterrent for me to even, th- I'm, you know, honestly, I don't even think about that anymore, you know, but. Yeah, and I mean, they really don't deep clean bars. <laughs> well, it's not your biggest concern. For- <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you just really don't see this. I mean, kind of because the the lights are out anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then after the f- first dream, people stop caring about if the, the, the place is okay. You know, you you, you just go to. I guess most of the people go out to. I mean, to keep drinking. I've been right? to a few bars where I actually sat on the toilet seat, and that's saying something. Because I'm a hoverer, you know? I mean, I, I think worry, I, I don't you don't know. have to worry about it. Why? Well, I, I just think it to drink, but now it don't, it don't mean what you were doing. Okay, I'm all right. Saying, uh, all right. Okay, I'm not okay. sink to go to the bathroom, right? Like, I'm saying I've been, I went to maybe like two or three nice enough bars to where, like, you didn't have to worry about sitting on the toilet seat. And then I've been to bars where the toilet was a hole in the floor. <laughs> So you can't sit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I think that um, we're going to get some more questions um, from these students for sure. And we'll answer them in the order in which they are received. Sure. <laughs> We've been on hold a lot, haven't we? Your yeah. call will be answered. Your question will be answered in the order in which it is received. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, yeah, that's been a continuous thing happening lately. But one of the things that I, I learned from sharing this on a more uh, academic environment or a classroom environment, let's put it this, this way, is that... Um, as some of the students or people said that it was completely different. I was reading a few of the comments there. They said that they didn't imagine that, you know, one thing is what the book says, and I don't know who writes those books, you know, because it is not true that it, you I have... Elizabeth is writing a book. Oh, well, but I don't think that she has... Well, I'm not... Let me just say this, that mm-hmm. th- that theory that they have or that, that idea that they have or what... I th- yeah, it was on the first season, probably second or third episode. It says what an alcoholic looks like. Remember, I think yeah, one of those exactly. probably that's where we need to point them at. Yeah. But I, I don't know by homework. I think that their homework was to listen to all of them. But now we catch up. Who, who is not doing their homework? Because now we have transcripts on the on the podcast. But anyway, the 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 thing is that you cannot tell an alcoholic by the way you look anymore. You can't go by that. Oh, he's an he or she's an alcoholic, or he's not. Right, and you can't help them unless they have the intrinsic motivation. Right, or you get too close and say, "Well, dude, you know <laughs> what happened to you?" And they did ask. Like, yeah, right. They did ask. Couldn't people like smell you? And I, I said, said no. And I said, "Well, yeah, but I always made up an excuse like, oh, I spilled rum on myself while I was making those rum balls." Yeah, or, or there is, you know, there, there is, a, there, you can't get away without being, or what is detected or stealth for a while while drinking. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so. 
Okay. Well, it's good to see you guys. I mean, hear you guys. And we will hear you again next week. And do your homework. Yeah, do your homework. Bye.